Welcome to the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Here's your host, Dean Millard. Hi there, and welcome to episode 64 of the Cannabis 101 podcast. My name is Dean Millard, and it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. We're going to talk a lot about uh, how cannabis can help you uh, as a whole, not just when it comes to uh, THC and getting high on this episode, but we will talk about that as well. And of course, uh, we start the show off in one specific way around here, and that's by finding out What's your groove? Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Can you dig it? I'm gonna grab you by the boo-boo, don't it? Pipe in a grape, bong in a blind. This is great. This is the bee's knees. So when I say, what's your groove, I want to know that uh, while you're listening to this, if you're grooving with something cannabis-wise, let me know. Are you uh, smoking a joint? Do you maybe have just some nice uh, CBD going on? Pipe and a crepe. Maybe that's what you're going with. I don't know. Uh, i am uh, got some uh, Blue Dream blowing up in the uh, Supernova. That's what I call my uh, Volcano Hybrid. Picked it up from Nova Cannabis on uh, Jasper Ave. My good friend Chris Ionson, our educator, used the click and collect to get it. So that's why it's called the Supernova. So I got a bag full of Blue Dream here. And for me, Blue Dream is like, a, it's, it's kind of like the superhero. It's my superhero. You know, Popeye has his spinach or chicken if you watch The Family Feud. But I have Blue Dream. You know, I'm going to tell you, I was having a rotten weekend. Um, You know, just some, I I have mental health issues. I've never hid that before. And I use cannabis uh, in certain ways to to help combat those. And uh, they, they reared a really ugly head on the weekend. Um, and I, and I was having some really bad thoughts and, um, you know, one of the ways that I got through it is actually, I, I grabbed some, some blue dream on a, the Sunday, uh, when things weren't good, I had some and I stopped doing what I was doing. I just, 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 just kind of like turn left instead of right. And just did something completely different. And as I was doing that, it made me start thinking about what was making me so upset and so down and so desperate in the, in that moment, just thinking about it differently. Um, so listen, I'm not a doctor. I'm not saying blue dream cures me of my depression, but it put me in a different frame of mind without really having to work for it. I started thinking differently. I was thinking about different things and different ways. And, you know, that's one of the beautiful things for me about cannabis is it, it opens up different perspectives on things for me. So Blue Dream, it's my uh, spinach, if you will. And uh, I'm going with the uh, Marley Natural Blue Dream in this uh, Supernova bag right now. So I'm going to take one more pull off this 
and we'll see what's coming down the hash pipe. And this, uh, this volcano, especially those tips that Jesse uh, Lavoie gave us last week about, uh, you know, waiting a little bit to fill up your bag. Holy mackerel. Cloudy with a chance of getting high in the marsh here all the time, thanks to that tip. Uh, the marsh, by the way, is what I call uh, the studio. So here's what's coming down the hash pipe on this episode. Carrie Semka from Green Rock Cannabis is going to join us. Just a great independent store here in St. Albert. More to come. Real nice focus on the female consumer, but that's not all. And a big focus on education. So looking forward to bringing you their story. Uh, and it's an interesting one because they had the first retail license ever for legalization in Alberta, sold it, and watched the market. I'll tell you all about that as we go. David Wiley from the OZ on This Week in Cannabis News. Some insane prison time for weed in the U.S. A big lawsuit aimed at Canopy. Talk about some branding and some concentrates. Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis, Jasper Av. He is the manager of that location. And he's our educator on what's that strain. We are doing Sunset Sherbet from Citizen Stash this week. It is just gorgeous. We'll have pictures up at uh, the Cannabis 101 podcast Twitter and Instagram accounts. We're also going to tell you that if you have a PAX uh, era uh, or a two or three, you can get it engraved at Nova Cannabis Jasper Ave. So stay tuned for news on that. And Malcolm LaBelle. From the Green Generation Co. on the business of cannabis, we are talking about uh, cannabis telemedicine in a very big name in the uh, the drugstore um, market. Uh, they're going to be providing some great information. So stay tuned for all of that. Our cannabis question will get you a Green Rock Cannabis prize package this week. Really excited and thankful for uh, Carrie and the uh, folks at Green Rock Cannabis for donating that. We'll... Uh, Get to that a little bit later and uh, make sure we'll tell you about the Weed Weekly as we go in our giveaway every week. But let's get things going, shall we, with the cannabis question. It's prize time. Chime in on the cannabis question. Okay. And you could win a Cannabis 101 podcast prize pack. Pipe in a crepe, bong in a blint. Hit us up on any of our social media feeds or email us at Cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. Okay, here we go. Okay, the cannabis question this week, as mentioned, uh, there is a Green Rock Cannabis. They're going to put something together for us, and we will get it out to uh, wherever the winner lives, uh, just like we did uh, for the uh, Numo Cannabis prize pack. So they're going to put it together, and the question I have is, who is somebody in your life that you would love to get high with or at least introduce to cannabis? Who in your life currently would you love to get into the plant? For me, it would be my wife. Now, she is very supportive and, and, and does use CBD in products, but I'd like to get high with her because she hasn't taken that step yet. And I really would love uh, for my dad uh, to uh, start using uh, CBD for you know some of the health challenges that he's facing as he's getting older. So th those for me are the two number ones. Um, in my life anyway. And I'd love to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at the Cannabis 101 
and you can get us on Instagram and Facebook at the Cannabis 101 Podcast. You can also email me if you would like to stay anonymous and participate in our question. You can win a prize pack, and you can be anonymous. Um, We don't want to out anybody on their cannabis use if they're not comfortable yet, so you can email me, cannabis101podcast at gmail.com if you would like to uh, still try to enter and win the uh, prize pack. We just throw everybody's name who wins into uh, a draw, pull it out, and then... uh, let that person know in whatever way they contacted us. So let me know who is somebody in your life you would love to get high with, or at the very least, introduce them to cannabis. As for what pairs well with cannabis, man, it just happened. Watching hours of football on a Sunday, and that's what I did. And that's where the blue dream came in. Uh, it, it helped me enjoy the day. Um, and for the rest of the day, even though I only went one and two, um, one win, uh, two losses in my fantasy football leagues, it was still an enjoyable day. So uh, cannabis will definitely be a part of my Sundays uh, moving forward. Okay, just before we get to our guest, I want to tell you about the Weed Weekly. You can get the latest on what's happening with the Cannabis 101 podcast, as well as a bunch of other stuff that we include in, in there. And... We give them away every Friday. We have a prize pack every Friday just for subscribers. How do you subscribe? Head to www.cannabis101podcast.ca. And just remember, when we send this newsletter out and we award this prize, you have to let us know that you've won. So make sure you check it when it comes to your inbox on Fridays. And if you haven't signed up, head to the Cannabis 101 podcast .ca, an easy way to keep up with, uh, hopefully, what is one of your um, favorite podcasts. Carrie Semka from Green Rock Cannabis on the other side of the weed song from the artist, My Dead Dog. Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. Very pleased to welcome in studio with me the Director of Retail Operations for Green Rock Cannabis, Carrie Semka, joining me. How are you, Carrie? I'm good. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for uh, making the trip up to St. Albert. Uh, you get to visit the store that we're going to talk about uh, here in uh, St. Albert. And before we, though, get into everything, I always like to start off with kind of a, a kind of a generic question for all my guests, uh, because for the most part... You know, we all did something before the legal cannabis industry, and and most of us did something even before medicinal cannabis, which I I know uh, a lot of people and yourself have been a part of. But what did you do before the cannabis industry? Well, I was a mom directly before I came into the cannabis space. So I was a full-time mommy, Mm -hmm. and uh, part-time I worked in healthcare administration for Alberta Health Services. Um, So I did that. And then prior to that, I actually came from a majority of my time 
was in the retail sector. So I was a retail manager. I've had opportunities working in human resources, which I went to school for. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I loved working in, in the clothing retail, um, but I have way too much clothes and not enough weed. So <laughs> I guess I had to make a shift at some point. So, um, you know, one of the big things that I really looked at was how to transfer my skills to come into the cannabis industry, um, which is something that I've always been super passionate about. So it was taking my experience, really uh, connecting with customers, um, really working with our teams and from an HR side, creating a environment that was going to make people feel welcome in store, not just from a customer standpoint, but from the employees that we worked with. So. And cannabis has been, a, you know, kind of a part of your personal life for, for quite a while? Too many years. I, I don't even want to say how many, mm. <laughs> but. But a good uh, part of your life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, thinking about you know, transitioning into that industry, it was because of my ultimate passion for the product and the amount of, you know, product categories that are available mm. and the amount of producers and brands. I can't even count the amount of brands in this industry now. Yeah. So, so, you know, it was always something that I knew if the opportunity ever came available. Um, and I was one of the first people to have my qualified cannabis worker certificate in Alberta. Awesome. So you mentioned uh, uh, being a parent as well. Um, and, and, and this is something that I've talked to a lot of people uh, about, uh, about, you know, parenting and cannabis. And, and we touched a little bit on it on uh, one hitters that will come out uh, a little bit later. But, um, you know, I think there's a responsible way to uh, use cannabis, be a parent and not hide it. Absolutely. And I think that that's where we have to as parents really provide information and education and educate ourselves because there is a big missed opportunity for people to really understand what cannabis is as a product and how to effectively talk to our children about it mm -hmm. to make sure that, you know, they don't get involved in bad situations and that they're being responsible and not using until they're of legal age. Um, but ultimately really understanding that there's a lot more to cannabis than just smoking weed now. And, and that stoner stereotype right. that, that we all as consumers, you know, are judged by the people that are against cannabis. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, our, our kind of uh, philosophy is it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. And, and that's the great thing about um, the, the plant in general is that, you know, THC might not be for everybody. But cannabis can be, you know, in, in different ways. There, there are so many ways you can use cannabis without getting high for just straight health or, you know, whatever it might be. So it, and it's, it's such a great thing that, you know, your children and the children that are growing up now will grow up in a legal world that there still probably will always be a stigma. There's there's always going to be, there's a stigma with alcohol for, for a lot of people too. And that's been allowed for a lot of years, but they're going to grow up in a world where they're free to make their choices and their legal choices. Whereas we unfortunately had to hide it a lot of the times growing up. <laughs> Absolutely. I went on a camping trip um, recently. It's called Friends Camping is what, what we've named it. And mm -hmm. this was the second year that they did it. The first year that we were a part of. And one of the women that was putting everything together actually approached me and said, would you be interested in bringing some cannabis products? And I said, well, absolutely. What would you like? And, uh, you know, I said, do you want pre-rolls or drinks or edibles? Mm -hmm. And she said, you're talking Greek to me. That's right. And it almost made me kind of realize that if more people would just 
get in the door and you know it there's no it doesn't have to be an intention to make a purchase but to come in and learn something new about cannabis yeah it will really help people understand and you know, being able to take my in-laws into a store and really educate them mm-hmm. uh, without pushing cannabis products on people. But ultimately, I ended up with a, a large bag of cannabis products for this camping trip. And um, as we sat there and, and talked, one of the women that was there really said, it's amazing how much you know about cannabis. And I said, these are all information that we're willing to share in That's stores. Right. It's so, out there, yeah, you ask. Know, get into Green Rock or get into, you know, go on the internet and, you know, start start researching and understanding the different platforms. And I think that if we open it up and it's not just about talking to our children, it's sharing with our friends, um, you know, there's a lot of really, really great products, whether you want to apply something topically or smoke a joint the old-fashioned mm-hmm. way. So let's talk about Green Rock Cannabis. Uh, so we know your passion and, and that's what made you want to get into the industry. And Green Rock Cannabis has a really interesting backstory. You know, your first store recently opened in uh, St. Albert, but uh, th- you guys go back to the very beginning of this legalization. First of all, Green Rock Cannabis, where it, what's the, is there a story behind the name? Uh, there is not necessarily a story behind the name. It was funny because as we kind of went back and forth about naming it, um, you know, I said to, to Rani, um, our CEO, I said, well, have you heard of moon rocks? Uh, and, and at that point he hadn't. And I said, I I feel like we should be going down like a space theme here because when I think moon rocks, our store is not branded space theme, but he'll, he'll laugh. He, we had so many funny ideas of, you know, kind of coming up with things, but he recently shared with me that the design of the green rock logo is actually shaped like Bora Bora. Um, and that was actually him and his wife's honeymoon spot. So, so I thought it was kind of neat. He hadn't shared that with me until recently. So, um, but in terms of the name, green rock i think it's really about um, presenting ourselves as strong um you know we want to be there to support our mm-hmm. community and support means strength um and, and that's stability. really yeah. yeah absolutely and i think that that's when you think of you know green rock you know strong as a rock and like the chevy truck I that's guess right yeah so the story of of green rock cannabis is is quite a, a interesting and very impressive one about uh, can can you take us through about the the very first license yeah of course so before green rock we were actually um going to be called a, a different company our our first name of our first store was actually uh bow lake cannabis mm-hmm. so back in uh 2018 uh was when i first met some of the team with um green rock now today um, and I was actually made offer to come and help them start their Bolate Cannabis store. Uh, it was a unique situation with the AGLC and licensing at that time that uh, Bow Lake actually went into a bidding war and it was actually sold to another company. So at that point, I said, well, I'm I'm going to wish you guys luck and I'm right. going to move on to something. Otherwise, I might miss my, you know, my opportunity to get in. So we separated and fortunately, uh, you know, a, a year and a half later, Rani always remembered, you know, who I was and what I stood for and being a strong female and he's got a lot of strong females in his life. So he said, you know, I really want you to come on board with Green Rock and and let's start this and let's do this together. So we've got a, you know, a fairly small team and uh, from a corporate standpoint and and we were, you know, fortunate to open up St. Albert in in June and Mm -hmm. more to come. So the, just the the forward thinking of saying, oh, wow, we have the very first license, we could open a store, or this could be very valuable to us in the future. Uh, so looking very long term, you know, and, and listen, 
anybody that's, uh, in my opinion, anybody that's getting into the cannabis space uh, short term to make a quick buck, you're going to be sadly mistaken. This is a long term thing. Like you, you need to put down roots, pardon the pun, and let your business grow and, and be there for the for the long haul. And that's the that's the big picture approach that you have to take. Well, I think one of the biggest opportunities that we had by not opening up store number one um, was that we had an opportunity to watch what other people were going to do. What works and what doesn't. We talked to a lot of consumers. I spent, you know, a year and a half working on the ground level, talking to consumers every single day. Um, so I, it was really an, a really positive uh, opportunity for us to really take that feedback and turn it into what is now Green Rock mm -hmm. based on what the customers wanted, what we were going to need from the licensed producers and other business partners, uh, watch what the accessory market was going to do and what some of the greatest accessories were. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm very appreciative that we were able to, you know, get things rolling in 2020. COVID-19 no happened doubt. and we opened up a business. Yeah, so. no, and a business that became an essential service, right? Absolutely. And we, 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 that, you know, that, that right there shows you that, you know, went from illegal to essential in a matter of years is, is wild. Well, I think one of the things that I was, you know, very excited about is that we were, we had an opportunity to give people employment in St. Albert mm. during COVID-19, where a lot of people had been laid off. There sure. was a lot of cannabis stores closed down, even if they were able to stay open. Um, so being able to create economy for Albertans was something that I really was very excited about. Uh, and obviously myself, I was fortunate to have a job. Mm -hmm. So you have your first store in uh, St. Albert uh, and people will notice that uh, it's near uh, the uh, Walmart Smart Center. Uh, so let's talk about the agreement that you have and when where future stores will be popping up. Absolutely. So we have a very smart corporate team that negotiated some leasing contracts with Walmart Smart Centers. So Smart Centers is the group that predominantly owns a lot of the retail space around the Walmart uh, locations throughout the, the country. So we made an agreement with them. Our first four locations that uh, we have are St. Albert, uh, Lethbridge, which is opening up in October. We're very excited. Uh, and then Edmonton Capilano Mall and Sylvan Lake. Um, so those are all on uh, Smart Center property um, that will all hopefully be open by the end of 2020. And we are working on our Calgary location right mm. now. So I will finally have a nice little home close to me, which will be great. So No doubt. Well, and it's smart. There's certainly, I, I know in the St. Albert uh, location that uh, there's so much traffic in that area. And there's, there's so it's it's obviously... Um, a, a smart focus. Now let's talk, let's chat about the the female focus that you guys do have at Green Rock Cannabis. Uh, first, let's you know give the reasonings behind um, why you guys went down that path, and and you know what can um, the female cannabis consumer expect when they come into a Green Rock. Well, I think one of the interesting things about being a female consumer is that we're typically underlooked. Um, you know, it can be intimidating going into certain stores um, and there's a lack of female focus early on. Um, there was a lot of, hey, we want to, you know, create some cool cannabis stores and and that sort of thing. But without pink washing everything or creating, you know, I always say there's no glitter on the walls. This isn't, you know, it's not about um, really looking at it from that perspective. But uh, Rani, our CEO and Scott, our COO, did a lot of surveying of females, in, regardless of if they were cannabis consumers, and really asked them, you know, what are some things that are important to you when you go out to, to a store? And I think that cannabis retail is no different than anywhere else you go. It's really understanding what the female consumer wants. 
They want value. They want education. Um, they want somebody that is not going to make them feel silly for asking mm -hmm. a question or being curious about something. So one of the things that we really focus in on is that education piece in our stores. And really, it doesn't have to be about, you know, the female wants to know this or a male wants to know this. We don't alienate men um, coming into our store. Uh, we all know that there's probably a lot more men going sure. out and purchasing, but I think that the shift was, was that now that you had a safe place to purchase from, how were we going to create this an, an amazing experience for the female consumer? And I know, you know, buying from the gray market before, I rarely went and met anybody just because it was, it was one of those shady kind of mm. things. I didn't, I didn't want to do it. But I think that the one thing that I just love about our team at St. Albert and what we've created so far is that the female consumers that come in, they really appreciate that attention in a non-pushy sales environment um, to provide them all the education and information that they need and help them make an educated decision on what might be best for them, not, hey, we have too much of this in stock and we want to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. So what do you, is there a, I, I'm wondering about like the whole female demographic. I, I've, I've had people on my show that are saying, yeah, let's, you know, the, the whole wine mummies group uh, <laughs> should be weed mummies group. And, you know, is there a, do you find there's a specific sor sort of uh, breakdown in that female demographic? Is it a lot of moms coming in? Is it, you know, young uh, females? You know, is there a, a breakdown of that whole female category that you guys are finding or, you know, are cannabis uh, consumers coming in all different uh, categories? Well, it's funny when you say that that wine mommy group, because during COVID-19, there was actually the wine ninjas that happened where people would randomly deliver bottles of wine, sometimes in a gift basket mm. on your doorstep. So someone actually started the Canna Fairies group. Nice. So uh, I did Canna Fairy somebody um, that was obviously of age um, and provided them, you know, some little treats and and different types of cannabis products. So I think that, you know, when you think about different demographics, yes, there's that Canamommies, you know, section of people, which mm -hmm. I'm a part of a pile of Canamommies groups on Facebook. Yeah. Um, there's also, uh, you know, a, an increased amount of, of consumers that are older that not the, you know, the old longtime stoners that have been smoking since the 60s or 70s, but now people that are understanding that there mm. are other product categories. So, you know, I smoke, I spoke with two, you know, older women that came into the store today and I asked, she was with her mom and I, I said to her, you know, have you ever consumed? And I, she was probably over 60 and she said, oh, long time ago, but I don't, I don't do that really anymore. And we got into the topic of topicals. Um, and I think that the more that people, you know, are very curious and understand that, you know, again, mm -hmm. it's not about smoking a joint. If you, if you want something amazing in your life and, and you want to, you know, try a, CBD cream, you can, you can have that too. So mm, those boomerang clients are neat, right? Those, I tried like that, that woman, I tried it when I was 18 and now I'm 60 and maybe I'll try it again. And it, it's so interesting for that, um, you know, for, for, to get that, to get that person coming in. And, you know, I, I did that a long time ago, but if, you know, you kind of get them talking a little bit again about that and, 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 you know, 
there's that there's that stigma of cannabis in general, and then there's that stigma of being a parent with cannabis. And we just we kind of just talked about that earlier. Um, but I, I just you know wholeheartedly encourage that start your weed mom groups, and you know this isn't something we need to hide. You know you're you're not out there uh, doing fifty dab rips while you're babysitting your kids. <laughs> you're, you're being a responsible parent while you're 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 getting together with your you know. Does anybody sit there and criticize the five moms that sit around and drink two bottles of wine? No. Absolutely. So it's such a uh, just, uh, double-edged uh, or whatever you call it. It's hypocr- hypocr- hypocrisy is what it is. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Um, so you, you, you mentioned the education platform and that and that's what you know part of my show is, is education, uh, part entertainment. But um, when people come into the store, I think you know as much as I can give out the education on this show, they can't ask me the question back in-store is where you can really find a lot of the information you want because you can ask your specific question. You could find a lot of information online, but you can't have that back and forth. The bud tenders in the store and, and almost all of them that I've met have been knowledgeable. That's where you could really go to find the information. How important is that from your point of view to provide, um, is it specific education nights that you do or is it just general having the education available? So I think it's both. We do a combination of events in store that we run uh, typically four different events uh, in our store every single month. So our St. Albert location, our store manager, uh, Daniel is amazing. Um, He is a Red Seal chef of 25 years. So his passion is very much around cooking with cannabis. Mm -hmm. So we do a cooking with cannabis event on the first and third Thursday of every month. Um, Event details are all available at greenrockcannabis.ca. Um, And then that being said, we really get feedback from our customers about what they're interested in learning about. Maybe it's doing a terpene talk. Maybe it's talking about how to properly clean your accessories, especially during COVID-19 and, you know, making sure you've got that available. Yeah. First time pipe or bong user that's never used it before might have, they might not have a clue and, you know, there might be something specific with their piece. Absolutely. So I think it's really, you know, talking about what the customer wants and needs, and then really working to create, whether that be, you know, one of our our events that's happening on a weekly basis. Um, And then with that being said, one of the other things that we've really looked to do as a company um, is get appropriate software for our staff to be able to learn and train on, uh, whether that be something that is LP provided. Uh, We recently registered with a company called Spiffy, and Spiffy is designed to be micro learning content, hmm. almost the Instagram of of training. Oh, um, so we have been able to load some of our own information on there, um, and licensed producers can also register and provide information on the Spiffy platform. Um, so it's very easy to use, and it you know in in a world of not having a large amount of staff in at the same time, right. it's very easy to get in and do a course that's anywhere from three to ten minutes. Sometimes even quicker than that Um, and that being said we've really transitioned some of our own training materials that I've worked to build out for the company since starting with them we have a customer service program in store that's really about asking appropriate questions to a consumer to help direct again that right product for them rather than just something that you want to sell because you want to sell it Mm -hmm. so I, I think it's you know even asking a question as simple as you know have you consumed cannabis or Okay, you have perfect, great. You know, what's your knowledge about cannabis? Mm. What are you going to do? Where well, you know, yeah. where are you smoking? Yeah, what's your plan? You it, know exactly because I think that when you think about I'm going on a big hike. Okay, well, you 
don't want to throw d- <laughs> an indica no at them, indica right? in there yeah. unless it's dark star by high tide yeah, or yeah. something that's that euphoric state but <laughs> uh, it, it, it's uh education i think is the uh the cornerstone of this whole legalization industry because if we don't educate people properly um they're either gonna uh, have a first bad experience which Let's face it, a lot of people have. And how many times have you heard somebody say, oh, I tried it once and I fell asleep or I tried it and it sucked. Well, there's a lot more (laughs) knowledge out there now. Is that knowledge, you know, what's that knowledge um, uh, sharing like between stores and and LPs and and things like that? Is is it pretty open? Do LPs want to share the knowledge about their their strains or are they trying to keep that kind (laughs) of in-house a little? Because I think the more knowledge we can give to the people, the better off they are. Well, I think it's really utilizing the tools that you have available. Most LPs, I very much value the the experience and relationship with a licensed producer rep. Um, I have made personal connections with quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. I go and hang out with them when I'm in town um, or even in Calgary. We, I, One of the reps is has become almost a close friend of mine. Mm-hmm. She's the rep for Broken Coast, which I, I love. I, I mentioned Morrisby on the one hitters. But when you, uh, when you think about closing off a relationship and not sharing that information, it's, it doesn't do any good for anybody. So I think that, um, you know, we as store staff and them as licensed producers need to share the information. And I think ultimately you get to a point where in the beginning you were sharing a lot of information that was, you know, directed towards Indica Sativa hybrid. Sure. Um, and now you're getting a shift of, this is who this brand is and this is what they represent as a company because over the last i would say year you've seen a lot of layoffs happening with some of the big companies and it puts you know a negative stigma maybe around them in Mm -hmm. particular as a brand that people are hesitant to try specific products from them so i think it's really about not just about educating from a strain perspective but getting that proper education and information about who a brand is and what they do Um, and how, you know, that product might be good and you can then find a strain from that product for, for that customer. Yeah. In a world where it's so hard to stand out, um, you know, getting brand awareness is going to be so key as we move forward. And let's talk about brand categorization that you guys have. So uh, tell me first of all, why, and what is it that, uh, that each one means? Well, I, I recently did a count and it was probably about six weeks ago now. There were over 120 different cannabis brands that were available from the Alberta, uh, Alberta cannabis. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, one of the things that we looked to do was really provide an extra layer that customers could choose from. Um, so we predominantly have four brand categories in store, uh, green, organic, best of the rest and my favorite category is local um so again when you think about you know the female consumer and and how they you know choose maybe they want something that is more uh from a company that is uh eco-friendly or eco-focused and and really practices sustainability in what they do um and maybe that's from external initiatives maybe they've got a recycling program um maybe they uh grow using coho salmon one of my favorite brands that's out right now is have Habitat life. So yeah, that was really good. Oh, it's absolutely amazing. I love that. Cake. And, it, and it gives that consumer a chance to form maybe a connection with that company that's that's close to them. Like you said, maybe it's environmentally friendly or organic or local, you know, what, whatever it might be. It, it, it does is kind of allows that consumer to form that bond. Absolutely. And I think that when you think about 
um, our buying patterns, especially since COVID-19, there's a lot more focus on local brands. Mm -hmm. And if you can support a local business, um, you know, why not do the same thing maybe with cannabis? We have some amazing local brands. Uh, You know, there's there's new brands coming out right now. We are excited to have Natural History come in by Atlas Growers. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, seeing that shift and and it's surprising because when you think about some of the top products that we sell in store, one of the most popular brands in our store right now is Boaz. And Boaz is go. a Calgary company. Um, they've done really well. And the one thing that I love about a company like Boaz is it's not just about growing great cannabis. It's making sure that they really respect and um, put some dedication into their teams. Their teams are like, you know, a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think to me, that HR background in me is always, how do you take care of your employees? How do you do good and, and make sure that you can still obviously create great product? And I, I think that there's such an emotional connection from a grower to the plant that if you're unhappy, you're plants are not going to be as nice as if you're walking around dancing just playing music to listen them, to some tragically yeah, exactly <laughs> well and and you know this is an industry that is still so new and i think it has an opportunity to be um, a leader and a trendsetter when it comes to diversity something that you guys pride yourselves on but the cannabis industry as a whole um has an opportunity to be uh, to have gender equality and and diversity of people from all different backgrounds. There's obviously not just one. Uh, it's not just like the white male that gets high. You know, like there's <laughs> there's a diverse consumer. There should be a diverse uh, uh, diversity with the people you're buying it from and producing it and things like that. Something you guys uh, find is very important for you. Yeah, and I think absolutely it's not necessarily even just from a gender side of thing. It's you know, looking at the different age ranges of people, both, you know, in our staff, um, in our consumers, there's no real one cookie cutter fit. It would be like saying the people that only drink wine are are the moms. Um, But but I think that when you look at our team, um, you know, I've got so many different types of nationalities in, in my blood, predominantly native, German, Irish, English, Polish, probably five more. Um, You know, our CEO is from, you know, originally his family is from Lebanon. Mm -hmm. Um, Our CFO is Chinese. Uh, Our lawyer is East Indian. And our COO is the only the only white guy on our team. So so I you know, when I think about just even our corporate team in general, it's really um, understanding some of that nationality and really seeing how we can kind of adapt the way that we interact with different customers based Mm on that diversity level. And again, you know, it goes back to age, gender, nationality, and, and really how to tie things in. And one of the things that I've personally really started doing is looking into my native roots and, um, learning more about um, the language of my people and how, you know, the, the importance of tying in some of that nationality piece into what you do from a day-to-day perspective. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited to, to continue learning more. That's awesome. And one of the demographics that I find is growing the fastest is that senior demographic and oh absolutely you know it, it, it's almost every time I'm going into a store somebody's coming in or out and maybe it's their first time or they're back again and are you, are you finding that that and and that's why I thought delivery was so important during COVID because seniors are the uh, the the most you know seriously affected group 
but yet we're telling them they have to go outside to get their cannabis, which is a, a big group. So I thought delivery could have helped, but are you seeing more and more of that senior demographic coming in? There's absolutely a huge influx of senior customers coming in. So, uh, and even working in the stores, I, I see it myself, just like you said, um, you know, they're coming in. I think that they're starting to understand and maybe it's, you know, they heard from a friend that mm-hmm. it, it's not a scary place to visit. It's, it's not a dangerous place. Uh, we want people to come in and, and really ask questions and the, the again going back to the two ladies I spoke with this morning right. and, and she said um, you know thank you so much for the information and for taking the time to talk to us and they left and I walked up to our store manager who was at the counter and I just smiled at him and he smiled at me and and I instantly said I just love selling weed yeah. and he goes you can tell because that's my favorite place and my favorite thing to do is share information and yeah. and tell Pay it forward right yeah, and and tell your friends because yeah. you know we want to continue growing as as a business and sharing information and i think when i think about ultimately why i entered into this industry it was to eliminate the stigma and really make sure that this industry can grow and prosper. I wouldn't want to see legalization go away. Not yeah. that I think it's going to, but... You're not putting the genie back in the bottle, but it would be <laughs> exactly. a terrible decision if it did. So have you found, are there specific, um, whether it's strains or just kind of types of cannabis, flower, uh, concentrates, edibles, uh, you know, are there are there some specific big sellers that you have found uh, in the last little while since, well, since you guys opened in June? Well, the biggest category that I was absolutely surprised about was vaporizers. So mm. vape carts are yep. selling like crazy. They are top category overall. Um, there are definitely certain brands that I think have created such a name for themselves that people will come in. So we sell a lot of good buds. Yep. I'm, I'm a big fan of Mango Taffy myself. Um, and Boaz, like I mentioned, you know, I think that that's part of it is that support of a local business and part of it is really just premium quality cannabis grown in that craft kind of environment Mm -hmm. the the broken coasts and the good buds and um you know the boazes of the world will continue dominating if they they continue growing in those you know micro craft growth sort of settings so big fan of uh good buds i was uh, lucky enough to participate in a uh, a, a virtual meeting sort of thing where they unveiled some of their outdoor grow this week. And uh, I just love the story starting in a van of a cross country tip and trip. And Tyler was uh, gracious enough to come on this show. So I'm big fans of them. All right, let's wrap up with this. What is the next big thing in cannabis? Do you think, you know, we've, we've gotten to the point where we had flour and capsules to now where we have all these new choices, uh, you know, what's next, whether it's a product or something else. Infused meals. I already, this one hands down, I think that, and I've heard you talk about Travis Peterson before, but mm-hmm. I went to a dinner by the Nomad Cook in February um, and being able to take infused meals to the next level, you know, everybody always says, you know, I want a cannabis cafe and I want to, you know, be able to go and buy a brownie. But to me, that savory, delicious meal, I'm a big fan of the Nomad Cook. I spend a lot of time creating recipes from the wellness soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, again, Cody Lindsay is a talented, talented chef. And, uh, you know, what he stands for, uh, really supporting the veteran community and why he started cooking with cannabis was really to give veterans another option to to be able to cook with. So um, we've been really excited to do our cooking with cannabis classes and share that knowledge with more people. Um, and I think, you know, my, my challenge to everybody is don't 
don't be afraid to try something, whether right. or not you're just putting oil in or you buy a fancy machine or you're using a mason jar decarb in, in your oven and just doing something on the stove with a pot. There's so many ways to cook with cannabis and I've made some amazing, amazing meals. So You know, it's so funny when edibles first became available and you like remember they sold out in three seconds yeah, absolutely i was like oh my god people just go get a chocolate bar yes. go get some oil like i literally made a video <laughs> that said what well, the next time you go in to buy an edible and they tell you it's sold out ask them for some oil go buy your jersey belt drizzle the oil on it eat it it's the same thing like it's so simple like no, don't eat the plant that's not going to do it but <laughs> yeah. it's so simple to 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 enjoy cannabis in different ways because honestly i've said this before if you never smoked cigarettes before in your life and somebody passed you a joint you might think the idea of that is disgusting yeah Unfortunately, I did smoke cigarettes when I was younger, so I wish I didn't. But anyway, if you didn't, you would think it's disgusting. But there are so many other ways to enjoy this. And and we are literally just scratching the surface with the information we know about this plant and the legalization. As much as I love being able to go to Green Rock Can Cannabis, grab a joint of my favorite blue dream, come home and smoke it, and my neighbor's not calling the cops, the <laughs> best thing is all the research that will go into this plant for the future. You know, your kids, everybody else, and... That, that's the greatest thing about legalization for me. And nobody wants to eat just one gummy bear or one, right, yeah. one candy. So I, I'm a Swedish berry girl. So I very much shared that exact same information with a lot of consumers that were asking for a long time. And, yeah. um, you know, when I was working for, for the previous retailer that I was with, we had a lot of traveling people coming from the country that or from out of country that were just so excited that, our store was in clo close proximity to the airport that people would come over and go, Hey, do you have any edibles or Hey, do you have a cannabis drink? So, you know, I'm excited to see where edibles continues going. Uh, we were fortunate enough to tour the Wabi Sabi facility. Mm. Um, so I, uh, I'm excited to try some of their stuff and, you know, they've got some new platforms that they might come out with. So I was really, I said to Todd, their, their uh, CEO, just get me some peanut butter cups. That's all go. I need is a peanut butter cup. Awesome. Carrie, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, obviously you guys have the uh, store in uh, St. Albert, uh, more to come. Where can they find out information about Green Rock Cannabis? Greenrockcannabis.ca. Uh, you can come and check us out. We're at 700 St. Albert Trail, just uh, right in St. Albert, right in the same shopping complex as where Walmart is. So Daniel and the team would love to uh, help some more people out and break the stigma. All right. Thanks so much, Carrie. Thank you. is the Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. There you go, another store I can add to the list uh, in my neighborhood. Uh, it's awesome. I'm, I feel like uh, I live in uh, Mr. Rogers' neighborhood if there were awesome cannabis stores because everybody's so friendly when you walk into them. Anyway, check out One Hitters later on. Uh, probably, I think that comes out on uh, Tuesdays now. And we will feature Carrie as we get to know her cannabis history. You can find it and full episodes from the past, all of them there at www.cannabis101podcast.ca where you can also subscribe to the Weed Weekly and qualify for our Friday giveaway. What's happening? We'll tell you right now on This Week in Cannabis News. 
Uh, my good friend David Wiley from the OZ joins me as usual for this week in cannabis news. You can find them online at okanaganz.com. Follow them on Twitter at okanaganz and at Wiley Writer, and make sure you sign up to get. Uh, their newsletter every Friday. And uh, David, uh, thank you so much for joining me once again. How are things in your neck of the woods? Hello, sir. Good to join you. Oh, things are pretty good. They're smoky out here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the, the those wildfires burning. Um, boy, oh boy. It's, uh, it's sure come in and you can see it. And, you know, my heart goes out to everybody who's fighting that fire and uh, who's who's trying to get through it. Because it's, uh, it's it's quite a challenge, as many of us in BC and Alberta know. Yeah, no, cu- no kidding. Uh, thinking of everybody out there, and uh, it's interesting. I was on a a, a video of uh, I don't know what you call them, like a video tour sort of chat thing with uh, Good Buds the other day, and <laughs> they were talking about all the smoke from the wildfire, as you know, it actually impacts the outdoor grows and and gives uh, the cannabis uh, because of all the the uh, the air air quality and different things in the air so so many people affected across the the uh, western province by that and uh, we certainly hope everybody can uh, you know get through this safely and and soundly and um, let's just get into our first story before I get really angry when I think about it even more and this is this is a story in the U.S. where a disabled Iraq war veteran who I think won a purple heart is now facing five years in prison for marijuana possession and it's marijuana possession that is legal where he is from this just drives me crazy david it's really a headline that grabs you you know in the independent talking about a disabled iraq war vet facing jail time for possession and it is of medical cannabis um, which he uses for ptsd there's all kinds of things wrong with this story um in alabama judge denied Sean Worsley's release uh, into community, a community supervision program um, and instead opting to have him sent to a state prison. Um, the judge cited this vet's past convictions, failure to comply, and attempts to leave the state. Um, but that said, the injustice of this case is really telling. The Worsley, who's a black man, did earn a Purple Heart for his time in Iraq. And he reportedly suffers from post-traumatic stress disorder from a service. It's medicinal cannabis is regularly prescribed to help relieve symptoms that are related to PTSD. Now, this guy had so much going for him. He had an, employ- an employment offer uh, that included stable housing. He had support, legal support from Veterans Affairs. Uh, he had his court costs and his fees all paid in full. And yet, despite all of those mitigating factors, the judge still decided to uh, to potentially put him in jail for up to five years. And, uh, you know, that is uh, just it seems wrong, especially considering the fact that it was uh, it was his medicine from his state. Now, the reason that he was going through Alabama was that uh, Worsley and his wife were driving through the state on their way to North Carolina to help his mom with hurricane damage on her home. So it, it wasn't a pleasure trip to Alabama. You know, it was uh, it was a means to get to a destination to go help a family member. And what did he have on him at the time? Of course, his medicine. And it, you, this could ruin this man's life. It 
it it already is right now. I mean, you mm-hmm. you you laid it out perfectly. All the things that you know to to move to this next phase. He had it all planned out. He had employment. He had um, you know the support of of the, the the veterans association. And then when you talk about okay, he had previous arrests. It was for a non-violent marijuana related charge that he pleaded guilty. This is not a guy mm-hmm. who. Uh, was uh, drunk and disorderly. This is a, not a guy who was disturbing the peace. This is not a guy who was uh, violently assaulting somebody. This is a U.S. war veteran who received a Purple Heart and is being denied this. And and I'm sorry, I, I look at this, and a lot of this screams racism, David. It sure does. It's hard to avoid coming to that conclusion. And if there's any good that could come of this, it's the hope that this kind of headline will make its way over to both the Democrats and the Republicans as they mull over the future of cannabis in their country. Yeah, yeah, this could become a uh, uh, a political hot potato. And and if it, you know what, if it if it sheds the light more on the injustice of of you know racially profiling for one in my opinion and also just the stigma against cannabis where this is actually medicine in the same country uh you know last time i checked alabama and arizona are in the same country and this is medicine prescribed for this war veteran so if this becomes a political issue and it helps uh, shed the light more on the stigma against cannabis then then i think it uh it could be a a good thing and and hopefully this man gets the you know the 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 right decision. I'm saying, not saying this guy should be released, uh, whatever. But they weren't. They were asking for just to move on with the with the next phase. So, uh, if if at all that happens, then this has been a successful campaign on whoever is talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to this story, and um, this is this is something that you know we we've seen kind of different lawsuits in the uh, the cannabis space for you know different things. Sometimes it's from consumers. This is a lawsuit, and it's one of the companies involved is, you, you, you probably have to say one of the biggest, if not the biggest in the world, and they're from Canada, and that's Canopy. Indeed. Further proof that cannabis is certainly cutthroat business. It's got a lawsuit now that's been leveled at Canopy Growth, uh, Canopy Rivers, which is connected, and Terracent Corp, along with its Canadian subsidiary. This is kind of a weird tangle um BNN laid it out pretty well as it gets into the weeds quite a bit. Uh, but really, to break it down, there are some pretty uh, big words being thrown around in Ontario court, mm-hmm. including a bad faith, fraud, civil conspiracy, breach of duty of honesty and good faith and contractual obligations, breach, breach of fiduciary duty. Like, this is uh, some heavy stuff. So, these three companies, uh, four really are being sued for $500 million in damages. And uh, it's from a basically a 51% majority group of shareholders in Farmhouse. And the other 49% uh, actually belongs to Canopy Rivers. So it's, it's a power struggle, infighting. I mean, it's, it's investors fighting with investors, basically. Uh, so the allegations here focus mainly on several supply agreements that were made in May and October of 2018 between Farmhouse and the three companies that are named in the suit uh, to provide them with cannabis. Um, 
And basically, the suit alleges that the company is being sued refused to accept delivery of the flour that was produced at that facility under previously agreed upon deals. Um, there was an attempt to renegotiate, seemed to fail. And basically, at this point in time, Farmhouse is left holding thousands of kilos of cannabis and is now on the brink of financial ruin. So uh, coming, coming back at these companies seems like it's a last-bit effort um, to bring itself back into business and not lose its license and uh, all kinds of other things that happened down that road. And basically, in a statement that was released on Monday, Canopy River said the lawsuit is, and I quote uh, from Bloomberg, completely without merit and that intends to vigorously defend its position. So we'll keep our eyes on that and see how this all develops. Man, that's a lot of cannabis that is just sitting there. And, you know, I, I'm sure they've tried to exhaust all options and, and, and find other, or maybe they're not allowed to, I'm not sure, but... Uh, you know, it, it's a shame on two fronts. One, this company could go under, and and two, it's a lot of cannabis that could be just potentially wasted. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's just a tangled mess. And uh, I'm I'm glad that uh, that another reporter went through that mess yeah. report document to put the story together. So. Thank you very much. Yeah, they grew a lot of cannabis. Uh, they tried to sell it as per their agreement. They said no. And now, as you mentioned, they're left holding a lot of bags of uh, cannabis. And, uh, <laughs> so, so many bags. I don't know what's going to happen in that situation. But I do know, uh, as we move to our next story, that uh, there's some news with uh, Color Cannabis and Saturday, a couple of brands that are out there on the rec market. Under the umbrella of Weed MD a really well-known medical cannabis company. And uh, Color itself has really gained reputation in this market for its brand, but it's uh, it's tough to stand out. And, you know, this uh, Color has Pedro Sweet Sativa, mm-hmm. Ghost Train Haze, Blueberry Cigar, uh, uh, Mango Haze, White Shark, like all, all kinds of strains that are really well-known. And they've now announced an exclusive new strain, uh, Black Sugar Rose, which is apparently an indica dominant hybrid to the color lineup um they're doing some interesting stuff too with packaging so they're they're introducing what's called nitrogen infused packaging and basically they flush the bag with nitrogen and uh, that reduces the effects of oxidation on the flower so which is apparently the primary factor in cannabis dryness the other thing that this does is it, it starts to move away from of those clunky plastic jars and reduces the total weight to packaging by, they say, 80%. Um, also, color is, for the first time, coming out with vapes and pre-rolls. So we're going to see some 510 carts coming from them in the fall um, that are Ghost Train Haze and uh, also Pedro Sweet Sativa. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how that uh, how that tastes when you can you know really bring out the flavors through uh, through a vape product. So uh, all eyes on color. You know, I I think uh, I, I I love when I I see a company that starts saying, hey, we, you know, we did this and we're, we've been successful, and now we're moving on to this. I also love any kind of ca- cannabis company that uses color, whether it's in the word or actually on their products. I mean, listen, th- this for me is cannabis 101 right now. Don't make your label white. Don't make whatever product because it does because it looks like everything else. And we've talked in the past about Canadians aren't yet in tune with all the brands that are out there. But 
If you know, I grabbed some Marley Natural Blue Dream the other day. It's actually black. It stands out. Now I was going for for what for what I wanted, but you know, uh, uh, Simply Bear Organic has some color in it. Uh, there's some companies out there that are coming out without the just the white jar because that doesn't stand out against anything. And until consumers, as we've talked about, get to know all these specific brands, that's the one way to stand out in a world where you're not allowed to advertise. So. Whatever color is doing, they are working because they're using color and obviously they're expanding uh, what's going on. So I don't know. That's just my, that's, that's my marketing one-on-one tip. I don't know how you <laughs> feel about it, but when you go into a shop and you see five jars of white and one orange one, that one, you're, you're drawn automatically to that in my mind. Yeah, I think that's really well put. One of the challenges that color is going to face now is that they're, their branding and their packaging is so good and partly because those plastic containers are different colors so once you start putting it into a bag to be more environmentally responsible and you know hats off to them for that uh, i'm really curious to see what their new packaging is going to look like yeah and and you know maybe they'll find a way to stand out but you know it being environmentally friendly and 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 providing a better product uh and with a little bit of color that Sounds like a uh, winning formula uh, for me. All right, let's get to... I hope that your listeners have a pen and paper. Yeah, exactly. No kidding. Uh, Okay, I love (laughs) uh, that we're talking about this last story. Um, You know, last week we kind of talked about some of the newer products that we've tried in Season 2 or 2.0 or whatever uh, people want to go with. Uh, And and I talked about some of the contracts. I am really got into dabbing. And... You know, f- you know, full uh, honesty here, I didn't know what dabbing was before I started doing this show. And I didn't know what terpene was before I started doing this show. And uh, I, I, there's a cu- kind of interesting uh, kind of, I think, link about uh, dabbing and th- that kind of first experience because it can be a little too heady for a lot of people. And, and a lot of people have this reaction. Is that crack? Because the first time I used a dab break, it felt like, is this what? doing crack is like because you're using a blowtorch to heat this thing up and um it's 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 a different experience for the cannabis user and if there's the new cannabis user it's wonderful i absolutely love it but it certainly is different and something that you should ease into no we have such an interesting um dichotomy of background you and i on this one because i've never dabbed oh okay Um, it's like you said, I look at a dab rig and I'm intimidated. You know, I, I think about, I've never even used one of these torches. You know, the, the example is that it's kind of like using a creme brulee torch, yep. pretty similar. Um, Handheld, and yeah. so, but it still intimidates me. Uh, particularly, I, I'm, I'm a little scared of, of dabbing uh, and then getting, you know, high, of course. The, the different kind of rush feeling. And then trying to take a second dab, I'm I'm scared to injure myself. Um, But, you know, these are some of those concerns that newbies like me probably have. Uh, What what advice can you offer for someone like me? Okay, well, this is the thing. I, too, um, you know, like, I don't use the big blowtorch. Like, you know, in in hockey dressing rooms, we would have the big blowtorch out, and you'd be curving your stick. I don't use that. I use the little kind of handheld creme brulee torch. So, first of all, if you've never dabbed before, don't dab alone for the first time. I, I would highly mm-hmm. recommend. You know, I've been around people that have taken dabs that have taken them down, and it's a highly, highly concentrated 
uh, uh, part of the cannabis plant that you are using. So first of all, dab with somebody else, preferably somebody with experience um, that can, you know, if, you, if you're, because I have burned myself in, uh, many times and I don't like it. So if you're intimidated by the torch, go get a, a um, you know, I have the Utilian 5. It's a push-button wax pen that you can put, uh, shatter things in. It's really easy to use. There's no torch, um, you know. So that's that's the the advice I would have if you if you're not cool with the fire aspect because it is weird. Like I said, I felt like I was smoking crack for the first time because um, it just feels like you're doing that. It, of course, you're not. It's just a wonderful part of the cannabis plant. So if you're scared of the torch or you're you're uneasy with that, I definitely would recommend going and getting a portable device. There are also um, e-rig, e-nails, the electronic nails where you don't have to use the torch. You can set the temperature. Uh, they're they're a, they're a little bit more expensive, but those are the two things I would recommend. First of all, don't do it alone for the first time. And if you're not crazy with the torch, look into some of the uh, the machines that are out there because it is an awesome awesome experience i do love dabbing i've, I've really really uh, fell in love with it so but i'm not afraid a fan of the torch so that's why i went for the utilian five there are a lot of concentrates that are starting to come on the market um in bc we've started to see them coming from premium five actually uh big out here which is an alberta company um and a couple of other companies are putting out different kinds of concentrates so i i put out a q and a um, you know, simple questions that someone like me who, who's never done it before might ask. Um, and one of the things that I was really drawn to and fascinated by while I was doing a little bit of research was looking at the different kinds of dab rigs that there are. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of these pieces are hand-blown and beautiful. Uh, they, they really are creations of art. They're sculptures. They really are. So, you know, when when we talk about glasswork, a lot of people are, are talking about uh, um, some, you know, bongs that maybe you can attach a dab rig to. Some of these are really, really specific, intricate dab rigs. And, um, you know, the one thing I want to get to, uh, like I, I know the one, the, the kind of the picture you have uh, on the, uh, the OZ, um, that's where you would be using a torch. Um, I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you could use a, 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 an electric nail with that or not, but that's the thing I want to get to next. Like I love my volcano hybrid because vaping, I think is, is so, I, and I just know I feel better uh, when I vape and, you know, and I pull out the bong, which I love to do there. There's a distinct difference. I really am going to, to work towards getting one of those electronic, uh, dab rigs because you can actually dial in the specific temperature, like punch it in kind of like you can do with the volcano. You know, when you're using a torch, I don't know about you, David, but I can't tell a torch by looking a uh, temperature by looking at it after heating a torch. So I would like <laughs> to use a specific temperature, almost that perfect dab hit because dabbing can be a little bit uh, uh, tougher the first few times and and to get used to it because you're you know you're taking in a little bit more sometimes so i would uh i would like to get one of those electric ones and, and the other thing is remember with dabbing you're only using a tiny little bit of that uh, concentrate right like don't be thinking oh i bought a gram of this and i'm going to dab the whole gram because then i might not talk to you for a week I've heard people compare the the size of the dabs that they take to seeds. Yeah, or grain of of rice kind of thing, like like, uh, Mm -hmm. grains of rice and things. Yeah, you want to take a very, very small amount and and drop it in there. And 
like with edibles, we always talk about, you know, don't, uh, don't, uh, rush into taking that second edible or whatever. Don't rush into taking your second dab hit because I think the first one will be fine for you. That's good advice. There we go. David, this has been a lot of fun. Uh, I was able to actually give some advice of uh, some experience that I have. Usually it's me asking everybody else. So I hope that helped people. I hope I didn't confuse anybody. And uh, make sure uh, that uh, you, the listener, check out OkanaganZ.com. Follow them on Twitter at OkanaganZ, at Wiley Writer, and sign up for their Friday newsletter. I look forward to seeing what's in the newsletter on Friday and chatting again next week. Thanks, David. Thank you. Cannabis 101 Podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. I want to remind you that the Cannabis and Hemp Expo uh, that was uh, originally scheduled for last April and then rescheduled for October is not happening until this April. There's just uh, too much uncertainty going on. When it happens, we'll be there on location, putting out shows. So I'd love if you're in the Edmonton area in uh, late October, uh, if or sorry, late April rather, uh, for you to uh, come down and say hi at the Edmonton Expo Center. You can find out more information at www.cannabishempexpo.com. You got a joint? Uh, no, not on me, man. (laughs) It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Time now for Cannabis Characters. Dopest dope I've ever smoked. Celebrating the best from fictional 420 film. Hey, I am your stoner. (laughs) And beyond. Be careful with that, man. Uh, Is it heavy stuff, man? All right, on our uh, cannabis character this week, um, you know, a lot of times we uh, celebrate just great stoners or uh, wise wisdom from different characters or just really funny lines. Uh, this week, we're kind of going on the other side. It's it's a cannabis character, but a character who does not like cannabis. It's Mr. Mackey, uh, voiced by Trey Parker from South Park. Uh, he's the school counselor. And, uh, you know, the, I, I haven't watched South Park in uh, quite a while. I did watch it when I was younger, um, and I didn't watch every episode. So I don't know what happened, but I do think there was uh, at some point where uh, this character did get involved uh, in getting high. Uh, but Mr. Mackey uh, does not like cannabis, okay? And here's a little sample of that uh, where he does not think uh, marijuana, he thinks marijuana is bad, Okay. That is not appropriate behavior, okay? I'm sorry, Mr. Mackey, okay? Uh, that's okay, just don't let it happen again. We won't let it happen again, Mr. Mackey, okay? Uh, okay, okay, that's fine. Okay. Okay. Now, uh, as your counselor, I'm here to tell you about drugs and alcohol and why they're bad, okay? So, first of all, uh, smoking's bad. You shouldn't smoke. And uh, alcohol is bad. You shouldn't drink alcohol. And uh, as for drugs, well, drugs are bad. You shouldn't do drugs. Okay, that about wraps up my introduction. Now, uh, are there any questions? Yes, Stan. Why do dogs have cold noses? Uh, well, I'm not sure. Oh. 
Now, uh, let's focus our discussion first on marijuana. Marijuana's bad, and it also has a very distinct smell, okay? I'm going to pass around just a little tiny bit, and I want you all to take a smell so you know when someone is smoking marijuana near you. Okay, just take a smell, pass it on, and when it gets back up to me, we'll finish talking about it. In the meantime... There you go, Mr. Mackey. I think that's actually the episode where there was one of the other teachers that grabbed and stole the pot. He got blamed for it, Mr. Mackey did, and he ended up... uh, getting high with somebody. So anyway, I always thought that just the okay is so funny. So uh, Mr. Mackey, Trey Parker actually says he based that on one of his uh, high school counselors. Uh, his name was Mr. Lackey and uh, kept telling him to uh, quit screwing around and get back to work. And Trey Parker's like, yeah, now I'm a millionaire because of that guy. So anyway, hopefully maybe he flipped him a few bucks. So Mr. Mackey, okay, is our cannabis character voiced by Trey Parker from South Park. What's that strain? Let's find out with Chris Ionson, Nova Cannabis store manager and educator. Our educator, Chris Ionson, is with us as usual, and he is, of course, the manager of the Nova Cannabis Jasper Ave location as we dive into What's That Strain. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, Dean. Thanks for having me. Not a problem. It's a pleasure to have you, as always, especially when we get to do uh, something from Citizen Stash, because I love their uh, Mac 1, and we, we've done that uh, already. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, today, we're doing Sunset Sherbet. Uh, an indica hybrid and uh this is this like i just can't wait i almost want to jump ahead to the colors because this was so awesome and the smells um but let's start with citizen stash a little bit under the umbrella of experian biotechnology so tell us a little bit about them yeah, for sure, Dean. So uh, they're out of uh, the Fraser Valley in, in BC. Um, they're a Health Canada uh, approved uh, licensed cultivator and uh, processor uh, of cannabis. Uh, the company is run by CEO Jarrett uh, Malnarik, and he comes from an extensive background in the American cannabis industry. And uh, they received their LP certification in August of 2017, and they were the 71st LP in Canada. And, uh, yeah, in February of 2019, uh, the Citizen Stash recreational brand was released, uh, and it took the market by storm. Uh, they released uh, that Mac 1 3.5 that, uh, you know, that was the best the best stuff I'd ever seen on the market. It uh, blew me away, and uh, and the word got out. Yeah, I remember you saying that on the episode of uh, What's That Strain We Did, that it was the best that you had seen in uh, the rec market. So what's the idea behind citizen stash yeah well dean citizen stash they're they're a small batch craft cannabis grower uh they grow out of mission bc um they were created in the spirit of resistance and they support those fighting for access to legalized cannabis in canada and all around the world through peaceful civil disobedience so it's pretty pretty cool. That's kind of their their angle and approach to it. Uh, and their name is obviously kind of an, uh, a nod to that a little bit, right? Yeah, totally, right? Um, the citizen with the stash, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, is their facility in Mission, it's, uh, it's over 17,000 square feet. Mm. It has eight licensed cultivation rooms and 12 licensed processing rooms. 
Um, and it's, you know, uh, small batch deliveries is kind of their approach, right? And and you can kind of see it in the quality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all, all the Citizen Stash Bud that I've had in the past looks tremendous. It's well done. It's the, you know, I feel like they're triple checking the quality on it to make sure that they're not sending out, you know, a dud or, you know, some smaller nugs. Well, the, when you're, when you do small batch craft cannabis, you know, th- that's the advantage is you have, you know, the... You're you're not doing as much as some of the bigger LPs, so you can go through your cannabis a little bit closely. Yeah, a little bit more attention and care. Fine tune. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Um, on their website, they have some kind of something interesting, and we're going to get to their website in a second. Uh, uh, but they have something interesting, kind of. I don't know if you'd call it their core statement or their core value. Yeah, kind of, yeah, I think core value is a good a good word. Um, so I'll, I'll read it to you guys here. It says, uh, "Cannabis that unites uh, unites us all." Citizen Stash believes that if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. The global fight for equal rights, a healthy environment, and freedom of speech are core beliefs, and we support all peaceful means of achieving these. We want you to stand for something, encourage you, encourage you to be active in your community. Good stuff, especially yeah. with, uh, you know, the, the world we're living in right now. Yeah, you know, stand up for something is, uh, is, is, is obviously good advice uh, for right now. Now, we're going to get to their website a little bit later, but on their website, they have one employee listed. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. Last time we talked about Citizen Stash uh, for the Mac 1 strain. Um, yeah, we touched on their staff page only showing the one employee, uh, Liam, Liam McKenzie. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember one of my staff back then, he actually went on Twitter and, and touched base with them. about. Yeah. The, I think he started a hashtag free Liam. Yeah, that's right. It was Daniel. I missed that guy. Um, he's actually, uh, so we found some, some neat info about Liam. Um, you know, he's Canada's youngest master grower. Mm-hmm. He's got seven years experience. Um, but he was he was recently nominated for Master Grower of the Year at the 2019 Canadian Cannabis Awards, and he was listed among industry industry dry industry giants uh, from Aurora, Broken Coast, Zenibus, and Seven Acres. Uh, although he did not win, uh, Kevin from Broken Coast did. But uh, just being nominated in that category yeah. is a humongous honor. That's pretty impressive, uh, for sure. And, um, I, I don't think it's the last time we'll be hearing about Liam, um, you know, whether he maybe gets another employee to hang out with or he wins more awards. Yeah. So let's talk about the history of sunset sherbet. Uh, what is the lineage? For sure. So, uh, it's kind of an inter- interesting one. It's, uh, it's Girl Scout cookies, uh, crossed with pink panties. All right. Yeah. That's um, a little bit different. Uh, yeah. Alrighty then. Yeah. Uh, so with the with the Girl Scout there, it's a, it's a Durban poison crossed with an OG Kush. Okay. Uh, real classic strain, real popular in California. Um, and then the Pink Panties is uh, is a Florida cut of, of some OG Kush crossed with a, a Burma, and um, kind of those two mixed together provides us with the sunset sherbet. So and and OG Kush, as you were kind of explaining as we were going over our notes, is you know it's a, a very common. Yeah, strain. Would you say in in a lot of lineages? It, I come across it a ton yeah. in my uh, lineage kind of research. Uh, you're always going to see some some OG Kush. A lot of times you'll see OG Kush crossed with OG Kush crossed with a, a Florida cut of OG Kush, and uh, but then it, it just provides this you know banger of a of a yeah. cultivar that you know hits really hard. Uh, so it's a very I guess. Uh, 
diverse strain. It can kind of sure. go, go either way. It helps a lot of different things. Now, yeah. this is, this is, this, you know, you might have heard of this strain we're talking about in some different names as well. There's, there's often different nicknames or, or, or names that they go by as well. What about uh, Sunset Sherbert? What's the other aliases for it? Yeah, it's, it's also known as uh, Orange Sherbert as well. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, I feel like the, it's due to the, the flavor profile of it. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's known for its, you know, desirable flavors and potent effect. Um, now this, this strain sunset sherbet was created in San Francisco in the sunset district, uh, by the Sherbinskis. Um, and it's a group of breeders, uh, namely, uh, legendary breeder, Mr. Sherbinsky. And that was his, uh, his pre-legalization name is, his real name is Mario Guzman. And uh, he founded the the collective group, and, and they're responsible for some legendary cultivars uh, like the Gelato, mm-hmm. um, the Pink Panties, and of course the Sunset Sherbert. Uh, and even with the Gelato, Dean, there's like four different variations of Gelato. He's done a, a like the Bruce Banner almost that there that's out there. Yeah, right. Uh, where it's uh, it's Jello Gelato, a Moki Gelato, <laughs> a Kai Berry Gelato, and a, and a Bacchio Gelato. So four different kind of variations on the Gelato. I guess depending on what you're what you're after, but uh, these these are selling really well in California right now. Awesome. Yeah. Almost like Mario used to sell houses. Yeah, that's right, man. Yeah, he was uh, he was a real estate agent, uh, but a- after his uh, his very successful first sale of his first batch, he he grew uh, some af goo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had about three pounds of it nice. and sold the three pounds, paid back his initial investment uh, after the one sale, and he was hooked. And so his first grow was uh, a modest setup that he built in the garage of his home in uh, in the Sunset District of San Francisco. And now the Sherbinsky group has uh, has a farm in the Mendocino County, wow. sprawling over 10 acres of fertile land. Uh, and the farm's actually located in the Emerald Triangle, uh, which is a region of North California known for being the largest cannabis producing region in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the counties like Humboldt. Yeah, very famous for yeah, cannabis. For yeah, for sure. And Trinity and, and Mendocino. Uh, those are the kind of the three in the triangle there. So, uh, yeah, I like... Big shout out to, you know, Mario, the Sherbinsky group for, uh, you know, I, I love it. Starting out in the garage and, uh, and just growing it, growing it and keeping the passion going. And, uh, and here they go. They have this huge farm and they're kicking it. You know, we were part of a, a really cool event uh, earlier this week with the Good Buds group and, and what they were doing. They started out of a van too, right? Yeah, so, you know, Steve Jobs started Apple out of his garage. Uh, Mario starts out of his garage. Good buds out of their van. Creativity knows no bounds. It doesn't matter what you have to work with. It, it you know, around you, it matters what you have in you. And these guys, obviously, uh, the Sherbinskis, or you look at Good Buds, or any of these people, you know, they have a passion. It doesn't matter what's around them; they'll make it work. And and mm-hmm. kudos to them for uh, for doing that. I love the the website too. www.citizenstash.com. It has uh, obviously the one employee, which is kind of good. Um, there, there's not a ton to it, but there's some really good basic information. And I think really good information. You know, it lists the percentages of the terpenes. I think that's very helpful yeah. for people. It lists what. The strain is good for, kind of like we do. They have Sunset Sherbert listed as good for six feet apart, social distancing, and obviously uh, sunsets. Um, so what, what was the other one that we were looking at? It was good for Zoom meetings. Bandcamp? 
and Bandcamp. Yeah. So kind of some fun stuff. And, you know, and I like when cannabis companies, uh, you know, not, they don't have to take themselves too seriously. They can have some fun and yeah, joke around and, sure. and and provide some good information. So check it out, citizenstash.com. And uh, by the way, this is 22% THC. So that's getting close to that level three, isn't it? Yeah, it is uh, for sure. It's uh, not for the not for the new guys here. Uh, yes, definitely got some punch to it. Oh yeah, let's talk about the name. Um, this is a, kind of a, a nod to a couple of things. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, you know, sunset uh, being with you know where uh, Mr. Shabinsky grew up uh, and where, where this strain was actually created, uh, the Sunset District of, of San Francisco, and uh, I think uh, the sherbet is you know uh, a shout out to his name, uh, the Sherbinsky. That was his growing name mm-hmm. there. Um, so yeah, I've just put the two together. So it's a, a collaborative name. Beautiful, uh, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. The look of this, speaking of beautiful, um, you know, it comes in a pretty, uh, standard tub. That's, uh, that's kind of no different than anything else. Um, the one thing that went, that is different is when you open it up, you'll notice something that isn't there. That's on a lot of other cannabis tubs, isn't there? Yeah, Dean, that's right. Uh, there was no seal. So, uh, so yeah. be careful when you're opening it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, but it had a Bovita Peck inside. Sure. So, yep. I mean, that was like, you know, when you crack it, it's your bud's still going to be fresh. But uh, I don't know, just not a fan. I, I want to see that seal. I want to know that it, you know, it hasn't been tampered with, that someone hasn't, I don't know, maybe heated up the sticker and, and. Who knows, right? You know, you can just. There's... I just like the seal just because, yeah, first of all, you know that. But a seal and a Bovita Peck, you know you're getting fresh stuff. Yeah. Right. Without a seal and a bullet back, depending on when it was packaged, you don't know. So would be nice to see a seal on top of these. Yeah. And I worry too about like if, if this, let's say, sat on someone, uh, some store's shelf for, you know, a couple of months, that it might dry out. That Bovita pack's going to go too. So that's Man, I'll tell you, I'm not going to say what store I bought it from. It definitely wasn't a Nova store, but I bought cannabis one time that was pa- literally, it says, because uh, it tells you when it's packaged. Yeah. It was packaged all, a full year ago. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, We've only yeah. how long have we had legalization, and we're there, they were already selling. So this isn't it, definitely. But yeah. would be nice to see a uh, seal. At least they have the uh, the Bolveda pack. Um, and then when you actually get to this bud, Ooh. man, it's like uh, it's like a crayon box. There's so many colors. Ah, yeah, it is very colorful. Back to school. Yeah, for sure. We got dark greens. We got light greens. We got oranges. We got purples. It's like uh, Oprah's giving out the colors. Yeah. You get a color and you get a color. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's wild. Yeah, it's quite a visual. Uh, it's very aesthetically pleasing to look at. And then you get past the colors and you see some of the other stuff involved with these nugs. Yeah, it's covered in trichomes, just cakey. Um, Big ones too. Yeah, for sure. Uh, under the magnifying glass, it just looks amazing. Um Real spiny the trichomes, like mm-hmm. you can just see them, um, and also the, the the purple color to it. I just I love the buds with with the purple hues to it, uh, and that that can be attributed to higher amounts of of pigments. Uh, the pigment anthocyanin, uh, which uh, you know we've seen like in Tangerine Dream or you know the Granddaddy Perps, and and that can come from colder temperatures when when the right. the plant is growing or nu- nutrient deficiencies, like uh, if it's getting low on nitrogen or phosphorus. So. Um, but, uh, whenever I see purple buds, I, I get excited. I, I, it's always worked out for me. It always tastes nice. Um, so I'm, I'm always down to see some nice purples. Yeah. And, uh, as mentioned, the trichome coverage on this is pretty spectacular. What'd yeah. you smell? 
For sure. So uh, for me, I got like real deep smell of like berries and citrus kind of mixed together with with skunky undertones. Um, for sure, um, kind of a, a sweetness to it, mm-hmm. but also you know, kind of like you know, being in like a, a field too, or like yeah, I got like you know, sweet grass almost or straw, yeah. like a like a straw bale, like a, you know, the, the amount of times I've been hanging out in a hayloft, I should know what uh, straw smells like. It's, but it literally, it's like uh, you know, and we you know, we got my wife to to give it a smell too. Yeah, and it's you know, for her, it was like a, a field that's been you know uh, harvested already, and it's just kind of the the stalk that's left as you're walking through. That smell comes up, and that's totally uh, like it, for me. It was like walking through knee high grass or or straw or you know wheat something that's been that's been chopped off already that's that's what i got when i first whiffed it and listen you and i react differently with cannabis there's no reason i might smell something that you don't too right so we are all different and you know some people have stronger or weaker uh, of senses of smell so we could be smelling different things as also of what's and you know it's it it, we're all individuals right so we we what you smell isn't necessarily what I'm going to smell. And that doesn't mean that you're wrong. It just means what I smell is is picking up something different. Interpretive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And I think too, that might have to do with me being a a full on city boy and not not having a lot of of farm life or, you know, hay experience. But uh, yeah, I, uh, I definitely got the kind of the, the sweet berry skunk to it. Okay. Uh, But yeah, it's, it smells nice though. It smells, uh, it smells proper. (laughs) <laughs> All right, it does uh, definitely. Uh, what about the terpenes? And and this is great. You can find this information on their website as well. Uh, so let's talk about the uh, the top three, as we say. For sure. So uh, the dominant terpene is limonene, and that's uh, kind of citrusy, fruity smells and flavors. Um, Caryophylline is up next. That's Dean's favorite. That's the uh, black pepper kind of spicy mm-hmm. flavors. Uh, and then uh, linalool is is the third, and that's that kind of floral lavender uh, style of of terpene. Yeah, and and you know, I know this might just be seeing it, thinking it, but you know, I think purple. When I see linalool, I see a lot of purple yeah. in in this strain. So I don't know. It's it's kind of like set and setting, right? Sometimes you get. You know, you smoke a really crazy uh, energetic sativa, but you're so tired or whatever it might be, you get a little bit tired. Sometimes when somebody says something, your mind says, that's definitely what it is. So it it could be a little bit of that as well, right? Yeah, I I feel like it's like suggestive kind of thinking. You're already there. Uh, I'll I'll find sometimes when I'm researching a strain, uh, a new strain, it's like, oh, it should taste like this. I half the time in yeah. my head, I'm like, well, it said it should taste like this. You know what? Yeah, it does. But maybe if I didn't read that That's beforehand, right. would I get it? Uh, <laughs> I'm just blowing off a little bit of the uh, vapor to get the thickest clouds on the uh, supernova. My oh uh, volcano hybrid from Storage and Bickle picked it up using click and collect at Nova Cannabis. So I call it the uh, the supernova. <laughs> and these clouds are going to be giant with this. Uh, okay, so. Your experience. We used to call this desired effect. Now it's your experience because everybody is different. What did you experience? Yeah, for sure, Dean. So my take on it, very uplifting. Uh, this strain uh, makes makes me smile a lot, put me in a good mood. Um, mind you, most, most cannabis does put me in a good mm-hmm. mood, but uh, I found I, I was smiling a lot. I was in a real goofy mood. It just felt great. Uh, I, I found it hit quickly and hard. Um, real stellar body high with it too. Um, and something like, I guess worth like the first time that I, uh, that I tried, tried this out, um, 
I, I felt the significant body effects uh, in the back of my head, like behind my ears. Um, wow. Yeah, it was it, it was almost new. I don't know that I've felt that from cannabis before. And uh, what had happened was it kind of, but a couple of minutes after the joint was done, it kind of melted down my neck and down my shoulders, down my back to the point where, uh, you know, I was super relaxed. Um, and it t I told my lady about it and then her and I, um, had, had a session of it. Excuse me. Uh, we had a session of it and, uh, and she, she said the same thing where, and we just, we just both kind of melted into the couch and felt amazing. So, nice. uh, definitely a big fan of the, the experience from, from the sunset Sherbert, uh, very unique high. All right. Let's get to the three W's who, what, and when is this good for? Right, so uh, who it's good for? Intermediate smokers, maybe even like... Uh, Close to level three. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, you've been an intermediate for a bit. Uh, this one's a bit of a banger. Um, I think also it's good for anyone who's feeling down. As I mentioned, it just kind of put me in a real good, goofy mood. So, uh, But I guess not a beginner if you're down. Sure. <laughs> an yeah, intermediate exactly. if you're down, yeah. All right, what is this good for? So uh, it's good for uh, socializing, uh, hanging out with pals, uh, socially distant, of course, mm -hmm. um, watching some Netflix, uh, unwinding in the evening is really nice, uh, real good for listening to music and eating. I uh, This one definitely got my appetite going. Nice, good. Uh, and it was also real good for, for getting, getting your bake on. I... Uh, couple times I, you know, get home from work, um, hit the couch, roll one up, and uh, it's just, it's stellar for right after work. Yeah, it hits hard and uh, and quick. And uh, when would you say this so is good when, for? So uh, when, as I mentioned, right after work's good, or e evening time. I think this is a really good, nice evening strain. Um, I mean, I guess you could start your day off with it, but you're just going to have a super chill day. If I mean, you have, a, if like a Saturday or Sunday yeah. or a day off, then sure. Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, I think overall for me, it was a nice like evening strain. Yeah. Um, really nice. Makes sense to me. All right. The taste test. Uh, certainly, I got some earthy uh, earthiness uh, on the, the exhale. That's, you know, the kind of where the... Um, I don't know if there's mercine somewhere in it, but maybe there sure, was a little bit, yeah. of that, bit of that. But I certainly got I certainly got that on the exhale. Yeah. So my take with it, the taste was uh, kind of a, a citrusy, orangey sweetness to it. Um, I also kind of found it was like like bubblegum, yeah. and I, I was consuming mine in, in joints. It's interesting. Uh, but like bubblegum, like it, it almost reminded me of bubblegum ice cream. You know that blue mm -hmm. ice cream with the gumballs or yeah. the little chunks of gum in it. I think there uh, were was that chews that chews gum that was in there or something. I don't know. It was like some. I remember that. Gum. Yeah. 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 Um, but th that's definitely what the, the taste reminded me of initially. Uh, also, to, there's notes of sweet berry and and I noticed uh, an earthy, spicy exhale when I was letting it out. Yeah. yeah. I got. I definitely got that on the uh, the exhale, but. Mm -hmm. I like the uh, citrusy orange um, as well. So I really like this. I can't wait. I'm actually, I'm gonna. I've got a really nice uh, cannabis playlist that I've been putting together of, of just songs. I really. I'm gonna groove to this later on. Nice tonight. I'm loving it. So this is Sunset Sherbet, an indica hybrid from Citizen Stash, and I'm vaping this with the uh, the volcano. Maybe someday there'll be a, a pod for this. Let's talk about the Pax era. Yeah, this right. is this is something that's cool. You guys, now we we always talk about the click and collect. Okay, you click, collect in and out, get your order. Do that all the time when you're picking up your cannabis. Yeah. But if you have a Pax Era, stay a little bit longer or <laughs> drop it off. Tell them, tell our listeners what you guys are doing with these Pax Eras. 
Totally, yeah. So, uh, well, we're, currently right now, all our Nova stores, we're doing a, a big promotion with uh, the Pax Eras, and uh, we partner up with Seven Acres, uh, really high-end grower, uh, and they've got a Sativa pod that's uh, Jack Hayes, and they've got an Indica pod that's Sensi Star. So two really awesome cultivars there uh, from an awesome grower, and so we kind of partnered up. We've got the half-gram pods. Uh, it's really good, really good price. Seven acres sativa right here. That's what you got. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Uh, real good pods though. And so the Paxera is, it's kind of like, it's a cannabis distillate. It's like the 510 cartridge, but it's a, it's a closed loop system. So uh, awesome. So, yeah. Really good. Um, and um, there's an app too that you can kind of dial it in and, and customize things a bit. If you're not using Apple. That's right. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately, Apple, yeah. They need to kind of get over their fear of cannabis. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, I've got a Samsung phone though, so I've got the, app. you do it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I think you can actually use the app might be able to use from the, some websites. There are some uh, apps that don't work, but you can actually use the web. Like I can't use the Leafly app, but I can go to the Leafly website on my phone and that's how I click and collect with you. So yeah. maybe there's a way around it with the PAX website. Yeah. And, and actually there is a, an app that you can download for your, like your laptop too, if you've got Bluetooth there and you then go. you could just dial it in right there. Boom. Uh, but otherwise, if even if you do have an iPhone and you have a Mac and you can't, um, there, there's definitely a way. There's four preset sure. temperatures, too, that you can run. Yeah, it's really easy to use. Yeah. User-friendly. Uh, I guess with the, the cool thing, though, if you come to visit me at my store, Jasper Ave, for the next uh, uh, about a week and a half, uh, we've got a PAX engraver. And uh, just today, I uh, I engraved my PAX era with a uh, you know, Led Zeppelin logo, a Wu-Tang logo, <laughs> nice little cannabis leaf. Uh you know, there's a library of, of stuff in the machine. We can also upload a custom a custom image into it. So uh, we were kind of messing around with that today, and it's it's laser etched on there too. So awesome. it just looks super professional. I'm gonna have a cannabis 101 podcast uh, Pax Era pod. I think you should. I'm gonna. <laughs> I hope you're working Thursday and Friday because I'm gonna put your engraver to uh, use Comes one of those days. Friday. <laughs> when I come into the city. All right, I love that. Uh, so anyway, if you're going to pick up your cannabis, use the click and collect. Yeah. If you're in and out, if you have a, a Pax Era or or some of the other models too, not just the the, the pod, right? Like the, the Pax 2 works with it. That's right. The Pax 2 and the Pax 3 as well. So yeah. the dry leaf uh, vaporizer. So if you have one of those, you can check it out. You can get it engraved. So check it out. Nova Cannabis, Jasper Ave. Go see our educator, Chris. And while you're there, grab some Sunset Sherbet from Citizen Stash. Thanks as always, Chris. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dean. This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Malka LaBelle of the Green Generation Co. joins us as usual on the Business of Cannabis. You can find them online at greengencompany.com or you can find out how Melka can help you. How are things today, Melka? Great, Dean. It's a beautiful day. It is indeed. And uh, it is great to uh, have you aboard on the program as we get started with our first topic. And that is the fact that Shoppers Drug Mart are putting together a plan that is going to get medical cannabis to more Canadians. Yeah, this was an exciting uh, press release that I saw 
Um, it came across through Cannabis Prospect magazine, but it was probably the headlines across the board. Um, you know, Loblaw is, is like, I think, the Canada's biggest retailer. That's the Superstore banner. And they own, uh, wholly owned subsidiary of Shoppers Drug Mart, which is literally like on every corner uh, in the country. Um, and this is a significant step forward um, in, I guess, in, in Shoppers Drug Mart's journey to provide Canadians with a convenient and secure digital connected healthcare network. So just to back it up for a second, Shoppers Drug Mart has already decided that they're going to get into the uh, delivering cannabis to consumers game. They decided that over a year ago. Um, and they've been sort of working to figure out how to do that at such a large scale because of course, you know, they're across every province and on in almost every city or small city. So that's a pretty big network that they have. And uh, knowing some of the, you know, pieces of that coming through before weren't as successful, I think, just because the scale wasn't there. But this uh, particular announcement is an investment of $75 million in a company called Maple Corporation. Um, which is a leading virtual care provider in Canada. Now, I happen to know a lot about Maple because one of the founding uh, members was actually in my MBA class in, at Queen's. So I actually learned about them in from the very early days of the, them getting started. And essentially, it's a telehealth platform for you know, to reach doctors, you know, no matter where you are. And it's a way to sort of get healthcare on your device or, you know, on a screen. So they've been building that for a while. Um, and here's an opportunity where Shoppers Drug Mart, you know, saw the, the the depth of their platform, the stability of their network and decided to invest a large amount of money to build out that uh, platform that they were building, which is, to me, a huge step in the right direction for the cannabis industry becoming more mainstream and not just be, being sort of like, again, this sort of niche medical or even recreational practice, but really available, like really on every corner. And you know what the other thing is, is that there's already a built-in trust with a lot of Canadians when it comes to Shoppers Drug Mart that unfortunately isn't there yet with a, a cannabis store or going to uh, some of the, the cannabis clinics uh, because they are so new for a lot of people. But you know, uh, your your mom or dad or grandpa, or grandma or aunt and uncle or somebody that goes in the in the shopper's drug mart, they pass this by and, you know, maybe they see it on the store shelves or something like that or the signage. And it's already like, wow, this is my trusted store. Maybe yeah. I'll look more into cannabis. I think that could also bridge that gap. Oh, 100%. And, and I, I actually believe, you know, personally speaking, I think that the people that are, you know, dispensing your regular pills or your regular prescriptions, you're having a lot more contact with them, even with your doctors in some cases. And they're really responsible and do take a pledge to be responsible for your, you know, healthcare and make sure they're, you know, they're monitoring that for you. And they've put a bunch of tools in place for that. So by adding in this layer now of sort of a doctor supervised telehealth platform, as well as a portal that allows um, people to get medical cannabis information and potentially prescription and dosing, it just builds out on that trust and that they're wanting to help you in more ways than just pushing pills. It's more about the education and it's more about that connection and that building out that trust on, on multiple levels. And I don't know if we're really at the point where we're going to see it on the shelves, but just alongside the shelves is the signage, right? You know, the being there in the store. But I think in the future, what and a vision that I really do see about truly being a, a destigmatized uh, thing is cannabis will be there, you know, alongside or as an ingredient in pretty much anything that will be in, available in the shoppers drug mart, whether it be an edible, a topical, 
um, or even, you know, next to the vitamins or Tylenol or even with the diapers and CBD cream for babies. You know, I think that is the future. And having Shoppers Drug Mart sort of take the leap as a leap of faith is a massive, you know, sign that we're moving towards that kind of thing. Yeah, and the education part is the uh, the biggest thing uh, when it comes to uh, the the telehealth element that that people will be able to get you know whatever education whether it's uh, you know getting it in store or getting it uh, online. So I, I think that's a, a huge part about this. And and as we went back to, it's all about uh, educating people about the benefits, as you mentioned, with so many in the uh, the cannabis plant. Let's talk change maker, and uh, we're talking about Canterp. You can find them online at www canterp.ca and uh, terpenes uh, are something that uh, you know in the last year I have just loved the fact that I've uh, been able to educate myself on them and we're still learning so much more but tell us a little bit about canterp yeah so I don't even know how I discovered these guys originally but they're Canadian company and they're literally just extracting terpenes out of plants uh, cannabis plants and selling them as individual terpenes. So what that means is that you can go on their website and you can choose any number of products. They've got everything from like these like bolt like sort of fragrance balls that you could put inside your your you know your uh, bo- you know box of cannabis your box of weed to like these um sprays that you could spray on a, a joint or anything and, and the whole concept with this is that you know we've learned now a lot about how terpenes are in the plant when it's grown and initially, but where really what happens is they sort of degrade out of the plant very quickly after, like during the curing process. So, but the terpenes really help with the delivery of the cannabinoids into your um, body. And also they really have an effect in helping to know what kind of cannabis to choose. You know, we talked before about the salad analogy. Well, in my, you know, sort of humble opinion, I believe that if you know what sort of fragrances of a plant that you like in general, the terpene profile of the cannabis can align with that. And it's a really great way to know wh- like what you like, you know, what, where to start, what does your body crave? So this is what I've learned from this company. They actually had some really good um, information on their website, on their blog about di- also differentiating between terpenes and essential oils, because I was sort of equating the two together with a very mm. simple distinction that the terpenes are the molecular compounds the aromatic purified uh, molecules that are distilled out of the essential oils of the plant. So they're like the molecular level of the entire oil that comes out of the plant. But still, it's it's key to helping people introduce them to cannabis if they've never tried it before. So they have all these cool products, um, not very expensive. I'm waiting for my shipment to arrive, which I'm very excited for. And I really think that this is a great way for people to bridge that, well, I don't like the way it smells, so therefore I'm not going to use any of it, to maybe there's something that I do like that here's a way to enhance the experience so that I am willing to try something. So I think it's that nice bridge and their products are not very expensive, you know, under 20 bucks can get you some, a couple different options. And I think of it like, you know, orange juice, like you're juicing an orange and you get the orange liquid out of it, but you're adding back a, the vitamin C because in the juicing process, you lose a bit of that. So it's kind of like, you know, you're sort of refortifying one of the key ingredients that was lost in the processing part. So I think that's a good thing. And um, I look forward to trying them when they show up at my door. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing how this uh, all shakes down because it's really cool. I mean, it, it is a great way to uh, introduce somebody to cannabis. You know, I, I when you know, I, I already like cannabis, but I started gravitating towards terpenes 
or, or to, to strains with more uh, caryophylline because I like that spicy black pes- pepper, a little bit of a kick that you get from it. And then, you know, you look into it and be like, oh, this is a, a terpene that also binds with your CB1 and uh, CB2 receptors and is good for inflammation. And so there's just so many more things you can find out if you if you really do like a smell or a taste or or something like that. It is a great way to say, I'm going to look at certain strains. And, and there's a lot of good information out there that you can ask. And, you know, if, if you just simply go to a store, most of the bud tenders out there will be able to tell you a lot of the good information about, you know, what terpene is most prevalent in, in specific strains. So it's, it's something that I really hope all LPs start doing. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of them out there that list the percentages on their website. That's great. Cause then, you know, okay, this strain has the specific amount, the, the most uh, percentage terpene of the one I want. That's what I'm going for. And and you can really start kind of dialing in your, your cannabis use a little bit and experimenting with what works with you, in my opinion, anyway. Oh, I'm fully agreeing with you on that. And I was just at the C45 summit, which was all about lab, lab testing and analysis. And it was a big topic. Uh, and I said, you know, as a consumer, I don't really care that there's 50,000 terpenes. I want to know what the most important, you know, like maybe the top three are in my favorite. Right, yeah. You know, clear the clutter. Um, but this actually, this website, this Cantor website is really good because it shows like almost like a, a circle, like a dial or a, like a, a like a, out of 100%. It color codes the different proclivity of the terpenes with the different strains. So visually, you can see right away, oh, yeah, my favorite strain has this in it or my favorite terpene, you know, this is the component. So that makes it super easy to understand what you already like or what you want to try. Yeah, it, it th- that's exactly it. And, and it's so interesting um that that's what you were talking about uh, uh about the wheel because we just did uh sunset uh sherbet on what's that strain this week and if you go to the citizen stash website they have that kind of wheel of like this has 28% caryophylline this 21% mercine and then it's like you know 45% other which is a whole bunch of terpenes made up of small percentages but here is the big four percentages of it and exactly what you're talking about is exactly what they have so hopefully more um uh, uh, lps and 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 you know producers and things like that uh, start doing that uh, a little bit more all right let's get to what it means to be green and we're literally talking about green juice this week yeah, yeah. So move over wheatgrass. There's a new grass at the juice bar. Um, And this isn't the first time that I've heard about juicing cannabis. I have actually heard about it from the most strangest of places being like little old ladies that were farming from a farming community that actually did this without even realizing that the plant was cannabis. I think they just, it was sort of a weed, (laughs) literally, that was growing in their garden. And they were talking about it. But this particular... um, I brought it up again because the you can juice cannabis just like you can any other vegetable. Um, and this was an article that I read about how to do it effectively and properly. Um, I think it was the Ca- Cannabis Training University. They talk about, you know, growers and trimmers, they typically throw away the leaves that are removed from the stems during the cultivation process. Um, but if you save them, so this isn't going to occur in like an LP setting because you actually have to account for all of the waste out of everything right. that you, you trim. This is more for home growers. So if you're growing your, your products at home, which a lot of people are doing, you know, you can for plants, except for in Manitoba, unfortunately, from for the Toba crones. But in the rest of the country, you can definitely um, save the trimmings and, and the leaves from your buds and juice them. 
Um, and really what you're doing is you're, um, you know, minimizing waste, but you're also supporting the health, vitamins, minerals, and phytochemicals. So similar to the whole wheatgrass, you know, fad, I would say from a few years ago, the, the juicing process is like concentrates all those amazing nutrients into a glass that you can drink. Um, and you can mix it with other fruits and vegetables. So it tastes just like a green smoothie. Like, I mean, just like Jugo juice or some of the other places, they add a ton of other sugar and, you know, other things to it. But if you just use the vegetables and maybe some apples for the for the sweetness, that's exactly what you're going to get here is juicing cannabis um, can offer all the benefits of various cannabinoids, but without getting high because you aren't applying heat. So the key thing here is you're going to want to look for um, a, a cold press juicer. So you don't want to do this in your blender that like turns things into soup if it's on too long. Um, a high speed uh, blender or juicer will literally convert the THC and activate it to a very high level of THC. So don't do that. <laughs> you want to use a cold presser, uh, cold press juicer and allow the cannabis to be really like crushed and, and, and properly pressed um, and to avoid those high temperatures, which event effectively uh, decarb de decarboxylates it. So, but really, there's some great recipes out there. I found a few and put together a little bit of a, a, a takeaway. So if you visit my website, uh, greengencompany.com, and subscribe to our newsletter, you'll get a little couple recipes on some great uh, cannabis juice uh, mixtures and recipes that you can try. Uh, that's really cool. And uh, this is especially important for medical patients. Uh, you know, there are there are a lot of, uh, oh, I don't know if there's a lot, but, you know, I do know of some medical patients that do this. Uh, to get some of the more the the benefits of the plant, uh, you know, they don't uh, grow all of their plants for juicing, although they they do juice with a lot of them. But uh, they use a lot of the the extra stuff. So whether you want to just try to be a little bit healthier or you're trying to use the cannabis as medicine, uh, this is a, a really good process uh, to do. And and that's interesting and really good advice about the cold press juicer uh, because if you're not if your aim isn't to get high. Drinking this and getting high would not be a fun time. No, you would probably, it would be an overkill. You would be, <laughs> you know, intense uh, overconsumption. But yeah, exactly. So that's the key part. But people that have juicers, I mean, that's a pretty popular appliance. You know, I know a lot of people that went through that whole, they're doing cucumber juice or whatever it was. Right. So, um, you know, just put some, so it's, it's the trimming. So you can get them from anyone that grows them in their house. You want to make sure the other thing, a key to this is that they're using organic growing practices because what's happening is if you do, did put something in there and it had like contaminants or, you know, any kind of chemicals or heavy metals in the soil or any of the growing or even in the plant, you're going to get that as an ex extracted form in your body. So you don't want that. So you want it to be really organic, gr organically grown. Um, but a lot of people that are medicinal growers that do it themselves, that's how they're doing it very naturally, very organically in their own homes. And this is a great way to get more vitamins and nutrients as well as that medicinal power without the, the high. So invite everyone to try it. Uh, all right. There, what it means to be green. Uh, talking green juice this week. Uh, Canterp was our change maker. Check them out at www.canterp.ca. And uh, we discussed uh, Shoppers Drug Mart uh, trying to help deliver medical cannabis to more Canadians. You can find out more information at greengencompany.com. Find out how Malka can help you and subscribe to the newsletter. Thanks as always, Malka. Have a great week. Thanks, Dean. Bud, dope, flower, ganja, Mary Jane. We all have our own language when it comes to cannabis. Herb, John Lennon, plant. 
Thai stick salad. So let's explore another weed word of the day. Samuel O. Jackson, the Hobbit's leaf, Lady Gaga, 420. Cannabis 101 podcast, your guide through the legalization and consumption of cannabis in Canada and beyond. And that's going to wrap things up. Big thanks to Carrie Semka of Green Rock Cannabis. Check them out in the St. Albert area. Uh, soon to be in Lethbridge uh, and Calgary and uh, I'm sure more. Uh, great story, though, and it uh, really sounds like they have uh, a really good mission statement, uh, a really nice focus on the female uh, customer uh, without, of course, uh, losing sight of everybody and, and providing a lot of education. David Wiley from the OZ on This Week in Cannabis News. Chris Sciencin from Nova Cannabis, Jasper Av, our educator. He's the manager at Nova Cannabis, Jasper Av. That was What's That Strain. We did Sunset Sherbet uh, from Citizens Dash. Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. Join me on the business of cannabis. And don't forget, you can win a Green Rock Cannabis prize pack in our cannabis question. Who is someone in your life you would like to get high with or at least introduce them to the cannabis plant? 
Hope you enjoyed the show. If you did, let me know by leaving a review and subscribing to the show wherever you get your podcast. If you'd like to be a part of the show, if you think you'd make a good guest, or if you'd like to advertise, hit me up through email at cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. That is cannabis101podcast at gmail.com. As always, we leave you with uh, the marijuana song from the artist My Dead Dog. And remember, it's not just about getting high, it's about getting healthy. This is a serious message. Peace and love. Peace and love. Namaste. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Put that in your pipe and smoke it.